When someone brings a challenge to you and you are negative in any way about that, why would someone want to bring up another challenge? You're basically telling them by your actions that you don't want to hear problems. The reason that you have a business is because business owners solve problems. Otherwise, you wouldn't have a business. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips and Heather Marchant here. Oh, I'm excited about this one today, Ron. Me too. My mic is back, so I'm sure everybody is excited <laughs> about that. I, I did have to go dig through many boxes to make this happen for everybody. It's not my normal mic, but it's going to work. So that's good news. That is very good news. Yes, this is going to be a lot of fun, actually, because something that I really enjoy. I actually do presentations at masterminds and places like that on this topic. It's something near and dear to my heart. I wish more business owners would understand just how important this topic is. So. Yeah. I think for me, this came up from a couple of things. Number one, today is my wedding anniversary. And I told well, Ron. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> how many years, Heather? How many years? Tell everybody 16, how many years. And I know the number right off the bat. Sometimes I have to do math. I'm that wife. I'm more of the man role that way. I'm like, oh, crap. Our anniversary is this week. <laughs> so Did we do something. I don't know. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I thought about it this morning. I thought, well, I'm going to get everything done in the morning that I need to get done, take a break in the middle of the day when our kids are at school and be with my husband for a few hours, lunch or something. And then in the afternoon, I have a few plans with my kids. We call it our family birthday party. And in the middle, I'm going to get caught up on all my stuff, right? I'll have little breaks here and there. So I thought, how cool is that, that I have such flexibility in my job? And so the other thing that happened this week is I met with a company, another company, and we were talking about doing a project together. And they said, we've lost a lot of people and we're down on staff. And I just remember I was kind of struck like, wait, what? (laughs) Because that's not something that we struggle with. So Anyhow. Yeah. Knock on wood. We would True. really not like to get on and say we don't struggle in it and then struggle with it. So <laughs> yeah. Good Everybody on the team, if you're listening, we really not like to uh, struggle. With but all joking aside, we really don't. And I, I know there's a lot of people who do, especially right now with the work environment. This week, kind of the same thing as we're discussing our the show. We were like, I just had some meetings with some of my coaching students and they are having the same challenges, you know, people getting offered massive amounts of money to move, which I mean, that's hard to counteract. I mean, you can't just make money out of nowhere and pay people tons more money. But then the other people who are leaving, I think we're leaving for culture challenges and well, I guess lack of culture challenges. And then the hiring in, in certain instances wasn't going well for a few different reasons. And so Heather and I thought we'd talk about, you know, today and then maybe next week we'll have a follow-up on kind of implementation type strategies on how to make this stuff work. But we've talked about this before, Heather, but I mean, maybe we're going to take a little bit different angle today, but this is really important. And I think people don't realize how important it is because it's not a number or it's not like, it's super hard to quantify just what this does for your company. So True. Unless you have conversations like this with other businesses that are struggling 
to keep staff, right? Then you kind of go, oh man, if I had to retrain all the time, I wouldn't get anything done. (laughs) Hiring is so difficult. Onboarding is so difficult. Training is so time consuming that if you have constant turnover, Mm -hmm. it's impossible to grow. Yeah, I agree. It's literally impossible to grow. So we use an app called Marco Polo with a team. So if you guys haven't heard of it, maybe worth looking up. We actually do the paid version and share it with the team as well, because there's several different features that help in corresponding, but our team's all remote. And so a couple of, man, we're going to talk about that a couple of times in the course of this conversation, I think, like what Marco Polo has done for the team, because it's basically a video messaging app. And so everybody can chime in on different channels and stuff like that. So often easier to explain things than trying to type it out. And, but we also have a lot of fun in there. So a couple weeks ago, it was the Friday afternoon and I hadn't checked in with everybody. And I just said, Hey guys, I want you, I just was thinking that I love my job and I just wanted to hear some things you love about your job. Right? So a lot of this episode content is from what our team members said about what they love about working here. So, um, and I think really a lot of it comes down to caring about people, which sounds so obvious, but it's not. It's really, you know, it's really not. And I think that some business owners, they get so bogged down in the day-to-day of the business and trying to make things work. Business is hard. Yeah. It's a slog a lot of the times that it's hard to find time to care about anything other than how am I going to make payroll next week or how does marketing work and how do I grow all of that and at the same time really care about the people who are on your team. Yeah. But it's true. It's kind of like that whole chicken and egg thing all the time. If you don't care about them, they're going to leave and that's going to cause you to have more challenges. So it's it's just going to exacerbate the time problem. So you just as well care about folks, care about what they want, care about their desires, care about their families, care about what's going on in their lives a little bit. I'm not saying you got to go out and be drinking buddies with your folks. I'm not suggesting you have to go on vacations with everybody and you'd be the best of friends. Yeah. But you do have to give a crap about people. Agreed. Yeah. Knowing what's going on in their personal life, if they're willing to share, right? I mean, we had someone on our team whose spouse had surgery this week and I was just checking in like, Hey, how are things going? Pretty major surgery and just paying attention. It's not necessarily like I didn't spend a whole lot of time. I did end up bringing her a treat, but still I don't have to. It's just really being open to even having them talk about their personal lives. I think some jobs I've had in the past, you just don't even really share (laughs) about your personal life at all. Well, now I think it goes back to the original point, right? If people don't know that you care, why in the world would they share that with you? Yeah. Exactly. You literally don't care. As a matter of fact, asking for time off for something like that or asking for some grace around a situation like that is impossible if the person directly in charge doesn't care. Mm -hmm. How can you even do that? Yeah. And that just puts more stress on them as a person, them as a team member, and them in their family, which doesn't do anything for productivity anyway. True. So as business owners, we're concerned about productivity. We're concerned about getting a return on investment uh, on the invested dollar. And that boils down to KPIs and the number piece. And all of that is important. I'm not suggesting it's not important. What I am suggesting is 
that you typically get more out of people if you're not like whipping them mm-hmm. to get more out of them. I agree. I texted my virtual assistant. Technically, I say virtual assistant because that's technically how she's hired. I don't even really view her that way because she's definitely a permanent part of the team. But she's virtual. She's out of the country. and <laughs> which, which is funny because we all are. That's <laughs> true. I mean, That's we true. have it's really funny that you we call them a VA only because the company where we hire them is a virtual assistant company. So if you had a an actual brick and mortar office, you could hire a virtual assistant. But our entire company is virtual. Yeah. So we're literally all virtual team members, and she's just a, another virtual team member. It's comical. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> So she said something that's related to this that I, I'm going to quote her. I think it's so good. Her name's Angel. She said, it's important for me that everyone is treated like a person, an equal, and not some robot or machine who's constantly squeezed for numbers, output, etc. It's important to me how the efforts of each employee are appreciated and rewarded. These make up a healthy work culture and why I love my job. So I loved that because... It's true. You feel like someone's just on your back to get stuff done versus a human being. The fact that that catches her off guard and working here a lot of times is kind of... If you think about it, right? So she lives in the Philippines. She's nowhere even close to us, Mm -hmm. right? And comes from a company where I do think, based on talking to her and some other folks who had worked for the company out of other countries, including our development team, people like that, they sometimes feel, I think most of the time, actually, if we're being honest, they feel like they're just like a work engine. Although she said robot, they're not like a machine, but I think a lot of times they feel like machines because they're not part of the team. They're off on some other, and they're just doing work. And it's all about, Hey, did you get the work done? Mm-hmm. Now, funny thing is <laughs> she rocks. Oh my like, gosh. I, yes. I mean, Heather, do we ever think, man, I hope Angel gets stuff done? Yeah, never. Never. It's mm-hmm. actually like, I wonder if we gave Angel this, <laughs> if she could get it done before our meeting is over. Yeah. And she does. And we don't tell her she has to have it done before the meeting's over. It just happens to be done before the meeting's over, which is really nice because then we can actually talk about it on the meeting. We don't have to wait till mm-hmm. next week. So Agreed. it's not like you don't get output, you yeah. know, like she was talking about that. I don't remember exactly what she said, but something about that they're pushing just for numbers and things like that. Well, it's not that our company doesn't want great numbers. It's not that our company doesn't want to grow. It's not that we don't want people to perform. It's just there's a few ways of going about doing that and being a jerk or not caring about or not bringing a person like that into the team. I don't think that's as effective. I think we've proven that it's not as effective, actually. Well, the thing about that I've seen about Angel is because she's treated that way, she's not a nine to five, sometimes to her detriment. I tell her, I said, Angel, you're done with your shift. Like she'll be in my emails on a Saturday getting stuff done for me. And it's not that I expect that of her. And she just wants to because she cares about our clients. She cares about our team. And Mm -hmm. she literally wants to. Take think that. about that because I think when we first hired her, we hired her part-time. It was very quickly that we hired her full-time. I think if I'm remembering correctly, maybe. Um, and 
she wanted to stop working for the other companies she was working for and work full time with us. And I think everyone we've hired overseas is the same way. They're on our meetings. We treat them as part of the team because they are part of the team. I don't know why anyone would treat them any differently than that. But the entire team, I think if you, one of the things that somebody on the team said was that treating everybody as equals in the company is really important. We don't really have a low person on the totem pole in the company. It's like an orchestra. Everybody performs. And if somebody's not performing, the music doesn't sound right. It doesn't work. It is the exact same in the company. Or if you're out there and you're a leader of a department, you don't own a company. It's the same thing in your department. If you want your department to work that way, it all comes from the leadership. You have to treat people that way. Yeah. Agreed. I think one other thing that I think we should talk about that Angel said, I feel like this is going to be an Angel quote episode, but she sent me a long, I just said, can you send me what you love about working here? And this was her long response. So (laughs) I loved it. So she said, One of the things I love most about working for RP Capital is the fact that each and every one in the company truly embodies our core values, that everyone is treated like an equal to a lot of jobs. I love this. Core values is nothing but a display on a website or a gimmick to attract people. So I think our core values is a lot of that embodiment of caring about people. Yeah. So I've been screaming this from the mountaintops now for as long as I've had a podcast and It is one of the most critical things that you can do in business is to actually have them live them. Our clients know what they are. It's not just a platitude there. We actually live these things and people love it. Mm -hmm. I mean, clearly that's something that she pointed out. We didn't ask her to say anything about those. As a matter of fact, that's not really what we were going to talk about today. So I know but it is again, I'll just tell you, if you haven't done that, you really need to do it. You need to pull them out of you. And then hire the people around you who are like that. And funny thing is, Heather, we actually attract our client. Our clients live our core values. It's not mandatory for us. It just happens to be that way. We attract people who have our same set of core values. That leads me to another point, though, that came up from another one of the team members about we don't allow people to treat. We don't treat anyone badly and we don't allow anybody else to treat anybody badly. I don't remember how long ago it was. Doesn't this doesn't happen very often? But occasionally, we get somebody who just doesn't. They just don't treat people right. Yeah, they just don't. And we have to tell them that. Usually, that's my job, as it should be. I was just talking to another business owner friend of mine, and I was telling him about that. I was like, "Look, I have to call. I have to get involved and call and tell these people, whoever they are, whether they're a vendor or whether they're a client, I have to tell them you can't talk to people that way. At least not and do business with us." Yeah. So either fix it, we're just not going to do business. And I have to say, working in an environment where you know that if you're mistreated by especially a client that's a paying client bringing the company money, but that I am never expected to work with someone that's abusive, I would say abusive in the sense verbally abusive, you know, yelling, swearing on the phone, whatever. That's awesome for your team morale to know you never have to be subjected to that. And they, Ron, you will call and handle it because I'm horrible at breaking up with people. Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Funny side note. Heather literally can't do it. <laughs> I can't. She literally can't do it. She'll call people. And when she gets done, quote, breaking up with them, they think they're going on another date. I know. Like they think we're doing more business. She can't do it. True story. Um, I don't like it at all. I, I actually really don't like confrontation, but if I've got to do it, I don't have any problem with it. 
Yeah. Especially if you disrespect somebody who I care about, which is, again, goes back to the first thing we said on this podcast. If you don't care about people, you'll allow them to be abused and misused because you don't care. Only thing yeah. you're caring about is the money. And the one I'm thinking of, it was a wealthy client and they were buying a lot of properties. I mean, yeah. it was not insignificant. And I remember distinctly, I called him and I said, Hey, look, we're going to have to have a tough conversation. And he's like, Oh, okay. Is something going wrong with the property? He's super cool to me. Yeah. Which is another dead giveaway, right? If you, if you berate the other people on the team, but you're cool to me because I'm the owner of the company and I guess we're equals, I already have a problem with you. Yeah. But I just said, Yeah, dude, you can't be a jerk to my people. It was that quick into the phone call. There was no like warm up. It was just, Hey, we're going to have a tough conversation. You can't be a jerk. <laughs> to my people. It was silent for like 10 seconds. And then he came back. It was just like, I can't believe you would say that. Like, and I said, look, dude, I'm just going to time you out. Like what you just did. That's what I'm talking about. Like you can't do that or we're not going to be doing any business together. So I'll give you one more chance. And then he like full on back down. Yeah. And we had a conversation about how you can't speak to people that way. And he was like, well, I didn't realize I was speaking. I said, well, you need to start realizing it because all of us, we're not used to people talking to us that way. And you can't do that. And you can't do it in email and you can't do it on the phone. You just can't do it. Yep. It's and the culture of you have to be mean to get what you want. Like you have to be <laughs> like some people are just raised that way. That if you yell at people, you'll get what you want. They would get angry over something that they wanted the seller to do and get angry about it. And I said, look, I do my job regardless of whether, of whether you're upset or not. I'll take care of you. But you're making my job less fun. That's for, that's for sure. I really don't want to work with you, but I mean, no. yeah. So anyway, yeah. not to belabor the point, but it takes one time of you doing that to generate incredible loyalty. So I mean, from a selfish perspective, if you're a business owner or you're a leader or manager of people, one time to gain the respect and loyalty of everybody. Because when that happens, they don't just sit there and not tell. They tell everybody on the team. Mm -hmm. and pretty soon everybody realizes this is a safe work environment where they can feel like they're not going to have to just take that kind of crap. They can reach yep. out and say, okay, I've tried really hard. This person is a jerk, but I don't want to do business with them. So anyway, really, really good point. hundred um, percent. I love that about our company so much. It's helped me a lot. So especially where I don't break up with people. Well, think about that. Jeez. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, another thing that's kind of related to that in loyalty is that one thing about our culture and our core values is owning the problem, owning the solution. We are loyal to our team members. So we don't hide or cover up mistakes or throw people under the bus, which yeah. all those individually we could talk about for 10 minutes, right? <laughs> you, don't, you don't hide, cover up your mistakes or throw your, someone on your team under the bus. Yeah. As a matter of fact, if you want to get fired yeah. from our team, the quickest way to do that is to try to cover up a mistake, mm -hmm. throw someone else under the bus, or know that there's a problem that's costing us money and not say anything about it. Yep. Right? 100%. That's the easiest and quickest way to get let out. <laughs> <laughs> if you bring a problem, we will probably reward you. Mm-hmm. And this is another thing that I just truly do not get about corporate structure and business owners. When someone brings up a challenge 
And in just a second, I'll tell you as a team member how to bring up a challenge, right? Because there are ways to do it and ways to not do it. Good point. But when someone brings a challenge to you and you are negative in any way about that, why would someone want to bring up another challenge? You're basically telling them by your actions that you don't want to hear problems. And as a business owner, you have to hear the problem. You're literally in business. The reason that you have a business is because you solve problems. Business owners solve problems. Otherwise, you wouldn't have a business. Yeah. You taught me that really well in our last quarterly interviews. We didn't even really talk about it much, but someone brought up feedback and I was a little defensive. And you kind of took the reins and said, that is a great idea. We're going to talk about it. And it was a good idea, but I, my initial reaction was to get defensive. <laughs> but I mean, I, I can see as a leader, business owner, it was something that you're like, but, but I, I could have butted that thing all day long. I could have just said, yeah, but what about this over here? And what about this over here? Mm-hmm. And it took me a little while in business to understand that maybe there's some truth. There's always this like kernel of truth. So why don't we look for the kernel of truth in what was just said? So yeah. The yeah, buts probably have some truth to them too. But if there's a kernel of truth in here, why don't we find it and fix it? Because obviously it got brought up for a reason. There's obviously something wrong, right? So let's try to fix that. Because if I can fix it and that makes everybody happier, well, then again, we're just going to get better output. We're going to do more business. Everybody's going to be happy. And then I'm not going to lose somebody in addition, right? What I could have if they just don't say anything and they're upset about something. It's Um, true. Really, really important. Really important. When people love what they do and they love their job. I mean, when I have free time, sometimes I'm, you know, if my husband's out with the kids and I've gotten my stuff done on a Saturday, it is not uncommon for me to pull up my work email and get some stuff done because I love it. I love my clients. I love what I do. And so that's in large part because of the things we've talked about today. Another couple of things that we haven't hit on is integrity and treating our clients right, owning the problem, owning the solution, having integrity that if we screw up, we'll make it right. And our people love that. I love that, that I don't ever have to worry because who likes to feel like they work for a shady company? The people who would like that are people who are shady. So, <laughs> Yeah. And I think Angel actually said that in her thing that she said, I don't remember exactly what it was, but they're I think there's a pull quote on that, actually, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So she says, I've had bosses in the past who are good to me personally, but are terrible to their employees and dishonest with their customers. Things like these make me want to leave. It's important to work for someone whose heart is in the right place. I hope everybody heard that. They treated her great, but she witnessed them treating other people badly. And that was equally to her a reason to leave because we've been talking all about treating your team members well, mm-hmm. but if your team members, I mean, let's just think this through, just think this through for just a second. If you treat your team members great, but you're a piece of crap to your clients or vendors or somebody else, what does that tell your team members? A, it tells them that you're completely out of integrity, mm-hmm. but B it just means it's only a matter of time before he or she treats me yes. that way. Yes. Wait till I do something wrong or you know what I mean? Mm. Yep. And it, this is the same thing with, you know, with dating. I remember talking to, I was a youth leader forever and then I have kids and I remember telling these teenagers, I'm like, look, especially the young girls, I was just like, you know, if a boy treats you 
or you see him treat other people this way, it's only a matter of time before he treats you that way. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. And the only reason he's treating you good now is because he wants something. <laughs> we all know what that is. So <laughs> it's the same everywhere. Yeah. It's the same thing with the gossipy people, right? It's only if they gossip about other people, I guarantee you they gossip about you. It is guaranteed they gossip about you. So don't be that person. Yeah. Because as you could clearly hear, people want to leave people like that. They don't want to stay with people like that. Yes. Right. As soon as they have an opportunity, they're out. Yep. And the last point that I have, Ron, is treating other people as equals is what Angel said. So to me, one thing I've been noticing in leadership is to not be a boss, but be a leader. And that has a whole different vibe. <laughs> yeah. It's like the word manager and employee, like all of these words that, I mean, really by themselves, they don't have a negative connotation, but mm -hmm. they've come to have a negative connotation. I think because of some people who mistreated people, because you're a business owner, you act better than one of your employees or all of your employees for that matter. When you're not, you're different. You have different skills because you have different skills and because you have different risk tolerance and a whole bunch of other things like that. You see the world from a different point of view, but that doesn't make you better than anybody else. It certainly yeah. should make you want to act better than anybody else on your team or treat them any differently. Yeah. It actually feels the opposite in so many ways for me when I meet with them and say, what can I do to help you reach your goals? Like, how can I help you? What do you need right. from me? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Versus I need this from you, you know, yeah. when they reach their goals. I reach mine. So, and I think maybe on the next show, let's talk a little bit about that. Heather. Let's talk about how do you grow leaders in your organization? It's not as easy to go grab a leader from outside your organization, bring them into the organization and have them understand everything. And it's so much more fun, I think, to grow leaders. Anyway, let's talk about that too. That's a great idea. What we'll do on the next one is we'll talk a little bit more about the tactical side of this. Like, how do you actually make all this fuzzy, happy stuff happen? Like, how, how does this actually happen? Some of it's super simple. You can go buy that book that says, Don't Be a Jerk. Yeah. It says, <laughs> Don't Be a Jerk on every page because, well, it's pretty simple. Just don't be a jerk. If you don't understand that, maybe you should like go ask some people. Hey, people tell me I'm a jerk. Like, how am I being a jerk? Let's, let's <laughs> get to the bottom of that and then just stop doing those things. And then you'll probably be okay. Or if I see you being a jerk, I'll just tell you. If you just listen to what I say, then you'll know how you're being a jerk. Because mm -hmm. I don't have any problem telling people that they're a jerk. Anyway, hope that was helpful. On that note. <laughs> on that lovely, fun, high note. This is so important. I hope you guys go implement this stuff. And a little more implementation and things like that on the next show. But let's get out there and treat our people like they, like they should be treated, for sure. And keep your until, until next time, get out there and make that happen. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.